finally, after what seems like a three month hiatus, Cast and Blast Conversations is back. Season three, episode 13, brought to you by, insert your name here if you'd like to become a sponsor. Today, we have a great episode with some new friends of mine, Lara Milligan and Shannon Carnavali of Naturally Florida. It's a new podcast. I've talked about it on our Tuesday show a couple of times. These uh, ladies are both uh, IFAS extension agents. One is in Polk, one is in Pinellas, and they talk about their job, what they do as extension agents, and about their new podcast and what they're trying to do with it, the stories they're trying to tell. If you love Wild Florida, you will enjoy this episode. Both of them are a delight. I had a lot of fun recording it. So we have Shannon Carnavali and Lara Milligan coming at you right now. I am here with Lara Milligan and Shannon Carl. <laughs> can't say Shannon. <laughs> Shannon Carnavale. How are you guys doing today? Shannon, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And Lara, how are you doing? I'm I'm awesome. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to be here. Okay. We are excited to have you guys. I'm going to start with Shannon. Um, first, can you fix your name? Because I butchered it. And second, <laughs> tell us, who is Shannon Carnavale? Carnavale. That was very close. Good job. <laughs> So I would say, who am I? I am someone who just loves being outside. I think that probably tracks well also with your audience. I'm not much of a hunter. I do like to fish, but I'm not good at it. I'm out there (laughs) just mainly for the reason of being on the boat, you know, with the family and the dog. But I would say that that's pretty much it. Anything that can get me outside, especially in the cooler months, I'm there. What, What kind of dog do you have? golden retriever. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> she's, she's precious. What's her name? Lily. Lily. That's a fantastic name. And, um, you talked about the cooler months, like needing to be outside. You, you talked about fishing. That's why we call it fishing. We would make that joke normally we call it fishing, <laughs> catching. So uh, we have a lot of folks probably listening to this that are good at fishing, but not good at catching. So I would say you're probably pretty good at fishing, just not the catching part. Right. Hey, that sounds good to me. <laughs> And Lara and, and Shannon, you are, we'll get into this in a second, but you are uh, with Polk County. Is that right? How, tell us who yeah, I'm with UF IFAS Extension Polk County. Okay. You're, you're Polk County girl. Yes. And Lara Milligan is in Pinellas with UF IFAS Correct. Extension. Uh, tell us who is Lara. Uh, my, my identity now, my baby girl just turned too. Today actually is her birthday. So um, I feel like my new identity, thank you, is a mom, a working mom, but um, which, so pretty much my life revolves around her and getting her outside. But um, in terms of like the hunting fishing side, I actually grew up in Jupiter, Florida. So if anyone knows anything about Jupiter, big fishing town. So I, I grew up doing a lot of fishing um, I was fortunate. I had a best friend growing up who, you know, lived on the water, had a boat. So we were out all the time. And now that I'm an adult and realize how expensive it is to do those things, I don't do them as much as I would like to, <laughs> um, but definitely hoping, you know, to teach my daughter, at least on the fishing side of things. Uh, I was more of a city girl. So hunting wasn't, wasn't part of my life growing up, but my husband is a duck hunter. So, and you're, so I'm going to bring this up now because I was Facebook stalking you as people do in this day and age. And, um, your father-in-law is Del Milligan. And he is. Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, Del Milligan, like for me growing up in Polk County, 
was the outdoors writer, editor, whatever for the Lakeland Ledger, which was our area paper. Mm-hmm. And I think he did that. You would know better, play better, 30 years, 40, like it, it felt like my entire life he wrote for the Ledger. That's yeah, probably pretty accurate. Yeah. He is now officially retired, but um, which I know a lot of people are sad about, but yeah, that was, that was his life. And he, he's very well known for that. I get that a lot, actually. Anyone who knows the name Dell, you know, they'll, they'll ask me once they put the last names together. Yeah. I've only met him one time, but fantastic guy. And like I said, like I can remember having my first boat as like a 20 year old, 18 year old, something like that. And you'd go to the, you'd go by the paper because we didn't have the internet because I'm old and you go by the paper and you could find out where the fish were biting because Del Milliken would have his report in there and you could go figure out what, Oh my gosh, it was so awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm a little bit celebrity geeking out over Del Milliken. Okay. I love it. I'll let him know. Uh, we're going to stay kind of in Shannon Lara order as we go through this. So I'm going to ask you guys the questions that everyone gets, doesn't matter who they are. Everyone gets these same three questions and you, you have to just give us a good answer on them. Shannon, how do you feel about pineapple on a pizza? Pineapple on pizza was my absolute favorite in high school, but I will say I'm not a pizza person. Okay. So I really love like traditional Sicilian pizza, the big, thick, fluffy pizza, with just cheese and you know maybe pepperoni but in high school pepperoni pizza was my jam what about you lara so i'm one i would never order it but if i'm at a party and it's there i'm gonna pick that because it's just i do like it and enjoy it it's just not something i like normally like crave so it's kind of a special treat when i have the chance (laughs) i thought i'd do a better job of screening our guests (laughs) (laughs) i know i know this has been a disastrous season Um, you guys, boat snacks, Shannon, we'll start with you. You, you said you like to go out fishing. What, what is your mm-hmm. boat? Or it doesn't have to be fishing or hunting or anything. Like, like if you're hiking, if you go into the park for the day, like what is your snack? I'm going to guess Lara's is going to be goldfish in a second, but go ahead. <laughs> with your, <laughs> Shannon, what is yours? So if I'm out hiking or something, I would say it's probably going to be some sort of cheese and a bread, but they both go with my favorite boat snack, which is a glass of wine. Oh, classic <laughs> right there. You get along with my wife very well. <laughs> I get that a lot. And Lady, what about you? Oh, I want to know why you think I'm going to say goldfish. That what, would definitely. You mentioned, you mentioned your, your, I'm sorry. Did you say your daughter? Yeah. You oh, your daughter. And I'm guessing that there's always goldfish or Cheerios or something in a snack bag <laughs> next to you. And you just probably- I was going to say goldfish would for sure be her favorite snack, yeah. but for me, boat snacks growing up, my favorite was actually a tuna fish sandwich on like these water. I think they're called water bread, water buns from Publix with tuna fish. <gasps> that was my jam. Oh, okay. I've got to dig into that. I don't know what kind of bread that is. It's it's heavenly. It's very yep. airy, fluffy bread, a cold sandwich on a hot day. It was just, mm, yeah. Okay. I'm, that was a good, that was a good answer. Last <laughs> question is that was much better than the pineapple. You guys did way better there. So last <laughs> question is uh, Shannon, do you have a favorite little Debbie snack? And if so, what is it? I do. It's the zebra cake. That's and it cool. also then turns into the Christmas tree cake and then the Easter cake. They're all the same, but I love them. Right. It doesn't, it's just branding. Right. But you feel yeah. like away with something. Um, so yeah, I love that. That's a great pick. What about you, Lara? I'm definitely an oatmeal cream pie girl. Classic. Ooh, yeah. Yum. That's the OG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, is oatmeal cream pie. So let's go through kind of who you guys are professionally. Um, just give me a little bit of background, Shannon, on who you are kind of professionally. 
Sure. So I centered my life identity as a child around becoming a Florida Gator. And on my 18th birthday, I got admitted to the University of Florida. So it was a big day in my life. Um, But I actually started out going for environmental engineering. And then I found out that was wastewater and sewage and was not at all what I was going for. So I switched over to forestry, got my bachelor's in forest resource management, and got this job as an extension agent pretty much right out of school, which I did not expect. Kind of my dream job. I was super pumped about it. And then after I had been an extension agent for a couple of years, anyone that's in extension is required to start their master's degree if they don't already have it. So I chose agricultural communication. I felt like if I'm going to go to school, might as well learn how to do my job better. (laughs) So that's pretty much where we're at. I'd say, you know, being an extension agent, we get professional development all the time. So you're just a lifelong learner and you get to study all the things you're interested in. And I think that's professionally my favorite part is the ongoing conversation about science and what's changing and what we can do to make things better. Lyra, I'm going to let you go. And then I want to come back and talk about being an extension agent some more, but Lyra, tell us, tell us kind of who who you are professionally. Yeah. And you might notice a trend because Shannon and I live like these amazing parallel, but separate (laughs) lives. Um, But yeah, I grew up, um, you know, I wouldn't say outside of like me just being out, you know, side with my friends, I wasn't like on track, like Shannon, I, with my future, but I did end up attending the Jupiter Environmental Research and Field Studies Academy, which is like a four-year magnet program in high school. So shout out to any JERFSA graduates (laughs) who might be (laughs) listening. And that is really what set me on my path. Um, I had a teacher that I loved, Mr. Weinrich, who I was like, I want to be you when I grow up. Um, I did end up attending University of Florida um, shortly after Shannon. I didn't know Shannon at this time. Um, And I started off in wildlife ecology. And then I actually took Um, an elective course in the school of forestry, which is separate from the wildlife school. I really like the bigger picture focus instead of just honing in on a specific wildlife species. So I switched over to, um, I got ended up getting my degree in natural resource conservation. So kind of a bigger, broader picture went on to do my master's in forest resources and conservation, but with a focus on environmental education. And so that's what I graduated with. And then I kind of still knew I wanted to do education. So I did some like substitute teaching and quickly realized like hundred percent, not for me. (laughs) I did some nonprofit (laughs) work and realized like all of that is fundraising, not for me. And ultimately ended up here, which, you know, I didn't really honestly know much about extension when I accepted this position, but I just read the job description. I was like, this is my dream job. So, um, and then Chin and I are actually both graduates of the natural resources leadership Institute as well. That uh, Nurley is Nurley. Yep. Yeah. If you're an insider, that's yeah. The Nurley crew. Yeah, the cool kids call it Nurley. <laughs> um, so Shannon, tell me, tell me a little bit about what an extension agent does. Like, what does that mean? Cause you guys can talk about it conversationally, question. but I, I don't know what that, that means really. Nobody oh my does. Gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no one does. But so being an extension agent, you can think of us a great analogy that I hear. It's kind of, um, What's the word I'm looking for? A little cliche maybe, but we're just an extension of the university. So like an extension plug. So you have extension agents in every county in Florida. We're a part of the land grant university for Florida. Well, we actually have two. We have University of Florida and we have Florida A&M. And we are faculty, both Lara and I are. 
And our job is essentially to take a lot of the research coming out of the university and make it useful and applicable for our local clientele. So we're both natural resources agents. Our program areas center around wildlife, water, land use, you know, and then everything in between. So if you have a question about any of those things, you can always call your extension agent and we can either find the answer for you or find someone who knows the answer and give you that information. And you have the, the, the peace of mind knowing we're not trying to sell you things. So it's a great way to get unbiased information or at least impartial information. And our office here in Polk County, we've got extension agents for livestock, citrus, youth development, nutrition and family living, uh, small farms. We've got a very diverse extension office here in, in Polk. So, so you in Polk would deal with, are, are you dealing with more with the public? Are you, you kind of dealing with some ag, some public, some, or is it, is it more teamwork or like, like explain that to me as far as who I'll call it your clientele is that reaches out to you. Like, where does that come from in Polk? And Laura, from, ready, it's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> for my clientele for natural resources and conservation, it's a combination of general public. So whoever's out there, they could be people who love to fish. They could be people who own property that they hunt on and they want to get information about how to maximize wildlife habitat on their property for a specific species. But I also work a lot with the municipalities for lake quality, water health. Um, their aquatic plant populations, things of that nature. Okay, cool. That that helped piece it together for me. So, Lara, um, give me your answer of what an extension agent is, and then we'll compare it to Shannon to make sure it's <laughs> right or not. And, um, and then I want to know kind of who your clientele is because you're you're in the most densely populated county in Florida. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Shannon uses, so the line I always use as well is like, we are an extension of the University of Florida. And I do typically explain it. She mentioned that we're faculty. And I usually say like on, you know, our little ID cards from the university, it literally says county faculty. So I like to tell people like, we're basically a professor, but instead of being on campus, we're here, you know, based out of a local office and that we teach the public instead of just teaching college students. Mm -hmm. Um, And to kind of expand on that, like we don't only teach classes, our job, you know, is to teach and reach the public and as many or our target audience in as many different ways as possible. Um, and so, you know, that's hence our podcast. But um, one thing I always like to say is like, I'm one person trying to reach, you know, a million people in my county and I can't do that just by teaching classes. So I have to write blogs and make short videos and do podcasts. And so, um, so yeah, for me, my clientele, a big target audience for me is educators. Um, I kind of started off really trying to work with teachers and getting environmental, getting them to incorporate environmental education in the classroom. And then I've kind of expanded that just to non-formal to anyone who's a teacher, whether you're a homeschool um, or work for a local nonprofit. So that's kind of one chunk. And then same with Shannon, just like general public, if they have questions about wildlife or anything, they can come to me. And then also we have 24 municipalities in my county. So we do partner a lot because again, we have a lot of people and, you know, we're all doing more with less. So we partner a lot to, I mean, do all sorts of programs and we can dive into that later, I guess. I would be remiss also, actually, we would both be remiss if we didn't mention that extension is directly a partnership with county government also. 
So I know Lara's um, office operates a little differently. Every county operates in their own little way. But for me, for instance, I get two paychecks. So my salary is split down the middle. I get paid half by Polk County Board of County Commissioners and a, a little more than half from the university. So we work very closely with our county government. And then, like Lara said, we work with our smaller um, city and town municipalities as well. So, Lara, you mentioned the podcast, which is how I found you guys about, <laughs> I guess, it, I guess this would have been back during the summer. I was driving to ICAST. And I was sitting in traffic and I shouldn't have been, I was sitting in traffic, literally not moving and was just oh, derping, no. derping on the internet. And someone shared a podcast that you guys did naturally Florida. I think it was actually Lindsay cross who Yay. there will be an interview with Lindsay coming up on, on this season. Um, she's a mutual friend of all of ours. I think you said she was in Shannon's nearly class. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, anyway, Lindsay shared some, a podcast you guys did. And you're I, anyway, I'm doing a terrible job of segueing here. I should have just segued <laughs> when you mentioned it, but tell us about your podcast and we're I'll let you, I'll let you start. I mean, yeah, gosh, there's, I don't know where to begin there, but, um, I would say basically, you know, our podcast is again, like I said, just another way for us to reach people with environmental education and conservation information. Um, and I'd say probably Chin, correct me if this isn't the same for you, but one of the number one questions we always get is like, a lot of them are wildlife questions, like either how do I get it off my property or how do I kill this thing? <laughs> it's usually like not in a positive light. Um, a lot of ID questions as well, but um, kind of a way to teach people about what it is that they're seeing, but also hopefully in a way that like makes them want to, we always like to say coexist with wildlife. So, mm-hmm. um, but as you know, a natural resources podcast, obviously the topics we can and will cover are going to be so variable over the months to come. So, which is exciting. And um, yeah, I'll let Shannon add to that. Can I, before Shannon adds anything, can I offer a little marketing advice? Yeah. Just a little podcast for you. What's the name of the podcast? <laughs> I'm like assuming everyone already knows this. That'd be helpful, huh? Yeah. I'll put a little tag at the beginning, but still, we should probably hit it again here just to make sure they, they weren't like washing their car or something when they heard it the first time. So go ahead. Well, they didn't hear it the first time because I didn't say it. So it's it's called Naturally Florida. Um, and we have a website, naturallyfloridapodcast.com. And you can find it on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are sold. And that's a joke. If you're new to podcasts, they're not sold. <laughs> so Shannon, take take what Lara said and go ahead and keep going from there. What she, she was talking about kind of like the podcast and what your goals are for it. And, and anyway, sorry. Yeah. So in addition to just introducing them to parts of Florida that they might not already know about the green space around them and the value that it it contains. And perhaps, you know, that critter that they saw when they were driving home, it's more than just teaching them about it. We really want to encourage them to get interested. So to inspire them to look for more information, perhaps that's how they decide they want to go hunting or they want to try fishing or they want to get involved in ranching. I mean, there's just so many different ways that people can engage with our natural areas. And it's also something that Lara and I have been trying to help people understand is natural areas doesn't just mean large tracts of conservation land. It can mean the park down the street. Even if it's a manicured park, I guarantee you there's a corner of it that's a little bit less maintained that has wildlife in it. And it can be as small as an insect or as large as a bobcat or a bear. 
what, what is your Laura, what is your goal with the podcast? Like, is it just to inform or is it to connect people someplace else? Or is it a little bit of both of those things or? Yeah. I mean, I'd say first and foremost is to inform and, you know, I don't want to get into the science, but they, you know, we're really encouraged to ultimately create some type of behavior change in the people that we are teaching, whether that's, you know, planting native plants or reducing the amount of pesticides that they use. And we know that information alone doesn't always like lead to those actions, but um, it is ultimately, you know, we always include at the end of our podcast ways that people can help mm-hmm. for whatever the topic is. So we always like to tie that piece in so that, you know, they're getting the information and if they want to take that next step, we're at least giving them tips and advice on how to do that. Uh, whose idea was it? It was probably my idea. She pointed at Shannon. They can't see the point on, on the, on the, uh, but she pointed at Shannon. So did you just decide, like, did you listen to podcasts and say, Hey, we should do this sometime or like, how did that kind of come about, come about? So Lara and I have been doing webinars for several years and they're about half an hour long, 45 minutes. Maybe they're made to be lunchtime webinars. We were trying to get those people that were at work and couldn't come to our workshops in the evenings or during the day. Um, and we'd done that for a few years and we were kind of looking for something new to do. And I was driving down. I'm also from South Florida. I didn't say that earlier, but I'm from West Palm beach. So I was driving down to visit my parents and we were listening. My husband and I were listening to podcasts in the car and it just kind of hit me. I don't, it's not, you know, it's not revolutionary. Lots of people have podcasts, but I couldn't find anything specific to the, this is going to sound crazy, specific to the broad category of natural resources in Florida. There are a lot of fabulous podcasts on a very specific part of natural resources like yours related to fishing and hunting. There's a couple of podcasts on hiking. There's a few that are very specific to, um, wildlife conservation related to threatened and endangered species, but there was nothing. And they were all, most of them were long, like 45 minutes to an hour. There was nothing that was in that introductory space related specifically to Florida. And so I called Lara up on our, you know, our little teams thing. I was like, Hey, let's do a podcast. And she looked at me like I was insane. (laughs) (laughs) So took a little badgering on my part, but after about a year, we, we, pulled it together and released our first episode. Um, I, I, I feel a little bit of kinship there because there's a little bit of analysis paralysis when you decide to start a podcast, How do you <laughs> oh, yeah. start the podcast, like where do you press play? And it's, it's difficult to get there sometimes. So I kind of felt that a little bit as you were told. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a long way to hit, to hit that play button. But um, yeah, I think I'll just, I just want to quickly add, I think for Shannon and I, and I'm not trying to like Anyway, with the webinar thing at the time, obviously once COVID happened, right, the whole world pretty much had to go to webinars. But when we were doing webinars, it was kind of like new, we were new and different in that sense. And then, so it was like, once the whole world went to webinars, we were like, okay, like how can we kind of go to the next best thing? And so that's where, I think that's really what pushed us to to hit that play button. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny to me because I feel like we're into the age now that where we've maximized the two kind of mediums. Like, like I'm sure there's going to be advancements, but really you're never going to be able to watch videos while you're driving safely. So you're always <laughs> right. going to have, to have audio. So podcasts are going to have a niche for a while until fully automated cars come along and become mainstream. And whenever that happens, um, and then, and then obviously video and until you can, those are really the two ways to, to, 
used to for me it was it was reading i love to read and it seems like that's really fallen by the wayside in in today's day and age because more people want to consume content via podcast audio or video so Mm -hmm. super super happy to see you guys doing it i want to talk a little bit about some of the podcasts i've listened to that you've done and forgive me because it's been about three weeks since i've listened to them but i did listen to all of them that you had Um, thank you and these are well Yes, you're welcome, but you only have, I think, four or five at this point, three or four, four or five. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Lara, I learned that you are infatuated with green annals. Is that right? I am. I have a slight obsession. <laughs> so, so you guys did a whole episode basically on lizards. Is that? Yeah, and pretty much specifically on the green anole. I mean, we could do 50 podcasts on lizards. As Oh, yeah. I actually just had a text from my brother asking me, what is this crazy lizard down in South Florida? Which, I mean, it's like a new species every day down there, but yeah, it's constantly changing. I'll stay there. focused on your question. No, I, I think, so how do you guys break it up? Obviously you're both educated. Well, um, if not masters finishing your masters, um, how do you break up who goes and does the research or you just kind of divvy up a show and you say, okay, we want to talk. You did one on Cuban tree frogs, right? And mm-hmm. I learned something. I think Shannon, you were talking, forgive me if it was Laura, but I think you were talking about how the green tree frog, you can't wiggle their, their, mm-hmm. their forehead the skin. is attached to their forehead. I did not know that. And, and I killed Cuban tree frogs. Like they're going out of style around here because there's <laughs> billions of them. And I love frogs. I love to see the little, the little spring peepers and little, anyway, so how, who do you split up? Do you say, we want to talk about Cuban tree frogs. These are the questions we get from the public. I'm going to take these half. You take these, like, how do you, what's your process to kind of figure out how you're going about that? So we have a lovely list of topics that have been suggested to us. We did a needs assessment, which is just a fancy extension way of saying a survey. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we did our podcast, we, we put a survey out to our past workshop participants. And we're like, Hey, we're doing this. If, if this existed, what would you want to hear about? And so that was kind of a jumping off point. But once we get to a topic saying, Hey, this is the one we're going to do next. Um, it's, it's just really, well, do you already have something on this? Do you know this stuff already? Do you have a resource you can go to? And it depends on the subject who does more of the research and who does more of the hosting of that episode. But, um, does that describe it? Well, Lara, what do you think? Yeah. And we try and kind of bounce back and forth. So it's like more, it would be like Shannon's episode and then Lara's episode and back and forth. We're, <clears throat> we're still honestly trying to figure out a good balance because Shannon's doing the magic behind the scenes, which I know takes an insane amount of time <laughs> and effort. So um, we're kind of just, like you said, learning as we go. And uh, that, that in a nutshell is what it is to be an extension agent is learn as you go. <laughs> do, you, do you guys, I'll start with you, Lara, but do you guys have like your kind of um, just naturally kind of your, your, uh, predisposed affinities, like, like obviously you like the green and old. So that was more of a Lara episode. Like, do you, is that just kind of a natural split or is there something educationally where you're like, Oh no, I took, I don't know, wildfire ecology as a class in college. So we're going to, when we talk about wildfires, I'm going to go that way. Or it, like, how, how do you guys kind of split that up? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely more like comfort level and like what we're have more experience with because there's some topics that Shannon has it's just because she's in Polk County you know there's different things happening in the natural resources world over there that I don't get questions about in a very dense area so um 
yeah, we kind of just go based on who's more comfortable with the topic and has more experience or, you know, the technical expertise on the topic. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah. Lara and I work together all the time. So we kind of know what the other person is really good at or has a lot of experience teaching. For instance, if we did one on gopher tortoises, that would be Lara's gem. Like <laughs> she'd be all over that. But there, you know, we did the episode on fireflies and there just aren't a lot of them in Pinellas County. So that, yeah. You did the episode on fireflies and I went banding ducks with FWC the next night. And I do that probably once a month during the summer. Cool. And we were on, we were right off of Lake Hatchnahal catching ducks. And I noticed the different colors and I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, did not know that was a, I forget, I forget what it was again. Cause I haven't listened to it in a while, but like the green ones are a different species than the, than the, and then the frequency they flash and some mm-hmm. only flash at certain times. And it felt like the, the ones up higher in the trees flashed later at night and maybe they were different species. What did you say? I think there's 50 species of fireflies in Florida. You will find different numbers if you look at different sources. It's safe to say there are dozens of species in Florida, um, but not a lot is known about specific populations in specific areas. So we have a lot of general information about fireflies, like you mentioned, where they fly, how they flash, what time of night, what season, what humidity even can have an impact on their flash patterns. So I'm so excited that you went out and saw some. And instead of just seeing, oh, we have lightning bugs here, you were able to look at them in a new light and see several different potential species. I'll tell you the other thing that I had, and I think this will dovetail into what's kind of my last question, which is what do you want to have happen with your podcast? What, what's the action items you'd like for listeners of this to say, to take, but also listeners of your show to take. Um, my neighbor down the street, she frenetically rakes her yard and we live in a swamp we live i have two and a half acres in the back half is completely well and so we have we have lightning bugs here fireflies here um but one of the things that i learned from your episode is leaf litter is is huge for fireflies like the grubs get down there and they they most of their life i think you said is is spent in the the larval stage or the grub stage oh yeah by far and so I was able to tell her, Hey, if you want to see more fireflies around, maybe you shouldn't rake your yard, you know, 27 <laughs> times. And it, she's a hundred years old and that's what she likes to do for fun. But my point was like, you can start to see some changes maybe societally in, in behaviors of the only reason she's raking her yard really is for aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing, there is a benefit that she didn't know about that. She actually has, to, she stopped raking the back tree. She still rakes in the front, but she stopped raking the backyard because She's like, okay, I can give some, I can, I can let some natural Florida occur in my backyard. And that's Yay. kind of a win, right? That's a, a win that you probably don't see, but indirectly was connected or was directly connected to your podcast and you guys sharing that information. So what do you, what is it you guys want to see come out of the podcast? And Lara, I'll start with you and then Shannon, you can just follow up. I'm sure what Shannon's thinking right now is that if everybody could just tell us stories like what you said, it would make our reporting life a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like sidetracked on that now because that is a struggle that we have is like, how do we report the successes of our work when we can't always see it? But yeah, I mean, I would say that and it is a great example of what we would like to see happen um, is just for people to make one small change, whether that is just talking to their neighbor, like we, we call that a win. Um I've had some of my friends who've listened to the podcast um, say like, oh yeah, you know, I just planted this in my yard or like, I didn't do this again because, oh, I heard that in your episode. And so, yeah, I mean, that is it. I don't. This is a great example of what I mean or what I mean when I say we work together all the time. 
I was literally just sitting here thinking if everyone could just email us, that would be I knew be your awesome. brain was there. I knew it. I could see it in your eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh. But really, so in extension, we do, we report things called, I mean, it's so imaginative, success stories. So having those stories, if you know that you listened to Lara's episode on green anoles and you thought that was amazing, and then you went out and you identified some of the anoles in your yard and you thought, oh my gosh, I do have green anoles. I'm going to plant more native structure for them, more plants for them to get up off the ground. Send us an email. We love those emails. And on our website, we also have a way you can suggest ways we can improve the podcast or way or different topics you want to hear. You can send that feedback any way you want. We're on social media. Big picture, if you do anything because of the podcast, please let us know. We'd love to know. But on a personal level, I just hope people are inspired, really, that they go find more information. They think, hmm, I didn't know I was interested in insects in Florida's wetlands. Maybe wetlands aren't as scary as I thought they were. That would be a huge personal win for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think once people are able to identify, like, even if it is just a green and like once they can confidently say like, oh, I saw X, they get that much more excited every time they're outside. And then, you know, we can slowly hopefully build on that and just build hopefully, our, you know, the next world of environmental stewards, that would be, you know, our dream, but so much of Florida has changed. We talk about it all the yeah. time, a thousand people a day, uh, 21 and a half million people now. I forget what it is. 2035. We're going to be looking at 30 million people or something like it's, it's crazy how fast we're growing and Mm -hmm. there's a disconnectedness from the natural world. And what I see you guys doing is trying to bring that connectedness to everyone. So yeah, someone like me, that's outside 200 days a year. I still learn something though, from the podcast, just because it's stuff that I don't necessarily sure if it was about wood ducks or model ducks, maybe (laughs) stuff I knew, but it, it, you guys are talking about things. Uh, you, you talked about the animals that they use trees more. Like they've almost evolved to to use higher cover now, and so that they're coexisting with the Cuban or brown animal. Is that right? You got it. You're doing uh, great. <laughs> all right, and I watch them on my screens outside my office all day, and it's it's true. Like the the green ones seem, tend to stay higher, and the the brown animals. My dogs catch them because they're on the ground, but there's a bajillion of them. <laughs> um. Anyway, fascinating stuff. I appreciate what you guys are trying to do. So we're going to tell people to do two things. We're going to tell them to go to Apple, Apple podcast, Apple, whatever, and leave you a review there. We're going to tell them to do that because that'll help people find your show. Cause it's a new show. And then the other, thing, the other thing we're going to say is then go to naturally Florida podcast. Is that the, is that the website? Naturally Florida podcast.com. It is. And, and give you guys feedback, any success stories, anything they've enjoyed from the show or anything else. They can reach out to you there. Suggestions for the show, whatever. Right. Yeah, yes. that's it. And just, yeah, share it with as many people as possible. Like I always say, it's one thing to put out content, but it's another thing if that content's actually being engaged with. So help How us you, spread the word. Do you guys have any social medias or anything for the podcast for what you're doing? Not specific to the podcast. We just have like our professional accounts. So mine's pretty straightforward. It's at Polk NR, and that's on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm lame. I we have a county Facebook page, um, and but YouTube is actually one of our my primary um, avenues for getting information out right now is through the UF IFAS Extension Pinellas County YouTube channel. Okay, perfect. So people can find you guys there. They can find you at Naturally Florida Podcast. Thank you guys so much for everything you're doing. I'm excited about this because it really is. You mentioned it, Shannon, when you're talking about listening to podcasts. 
there's a lot of niches. And as you get mm-hmm. into this world, you fall into a niche because that's really how you, how you have to like get in there and dig. And this is something that I think is missing big time from the conversation. So I'm happy to see you guys doing it. I'm excited to see what you got coming and I'm looking forward to the next episode. What is teaser alert? It may, <laughs> it may, it may air before this does, but what is the next episode going to be? Do you know? We do. Yes. The next episode, we're going to take a moment to define ecosystem because we realized we talked about it in every episode and never said what it was. And then we're also going to talk about urban forests. Awesome. Cannot wait. Thank you guys so much for joining me and y'all have a great day. Thank you so much. much. Thanks again for listening to Cast and Blast Conversations and special thanks to our guests, Shannon and Lara, for giving us some of their time and for what they're doing with Naturally Florida. I'm really excited to have this podcast on the landscape and see what they do with it and where it goes. There's already been some episodes that have come out since we recorded this. So make sure you go check it out. Make sure you leave them a five-star review. Like as a podcaster, that's the thing we ask you to do. If you haven't ever left us one, please go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. But if you're one of our listeners, you've been with us for a long time, go leave them one. Even if you don't want to listen to their show, go leave them one because it'll help other people find it. And it's an important show. It's an important thing on the landscape. But give their show a listen. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see y'all next week.